Welcome to Business and Money Mentors. Together, Mia, your business mentor, and Bonnie, Miss Money Boss, guide you on the need to knows to grow and manage your business successfully. Good morning from Los Angeles. This is Mia from Money Mentors, Business and Money Mentors, and here is Bonnie, Miss Money Boss. Hey, Mia. How are you today? I'm great, thank you. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. I was just rocking out to our music. (laughs) It's so funny because we act like we're like miles apart when really we're in the same uh, same offices and studio. It's so funny. (laughs) Just the different ends of the building, I guess you'd say. This is great. So so today's topic, we're... We're going to get into some discussion first, but I want to share that today's topic is very exciting. It's called Distractions That Keep You in Debt. And so you might also learn some tools for your everyday life as well, which is always very cool. So before we get into our uh, regularly scheduled programming, (laughs) (laughs) would you like to, uh, is there anything on your mind that you want to, to talk about? You know, I like to always open it up for the, just for the general, you know, space of, this is fun. This is our show. We can share whatever well, we like. Well, you know what? I'm I'm it's excited today people. because, I'll tell you, I'm excited today because, um, you know, one of the things that I keep hearing from people is that money, they're not keeping enough money. There's always, you know, like, they're always worrying and stressed out about money. And one thing that I love about, you know, our show is that we talk about money. We talk about the tough stuff that people don't like talking about. You know, the things that you have to do that are the things we don't want to do in business a lot of times because they're not the fun stuff. So, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the things I love about, you know, just what we're talking about today is that, you know, this is kind of how to get out of the tough stuff and get into the stuff that you really want to do without fooling yourself, you know, because the truth is, is that I know that so many people spend a lot of time what they call working, but not necessarily productively. So I think the truth is that what we're really going to be talking about today is the difference between being productive where you're making money and, and doing things in your business that are just busy work and you're really not productive. That's right. And we don't really even understand that until we're in the midst of it and realize, wait a minute, you know, this doesn't feel right. So we're going to give you some tips and clues and ideas on how to understand it beforehand and how to get out of it. Exactly. Exactly. If you're doing it, if you're currently doing it, you know, or you find yourself kind of going there sometimes, you know, like even sometimes all of a sudden I'll go, oh, I don't have anything to do. When, in essence, there could be many things that I could be doing. But instead mm-hmm. of actually being productive, I'm just choosing to be unproductive, and that's the truth. Well, sure. It's, it's interesting because we all do it. It's, it's a human trait, isn't it? We all do it. Yeah. So um, what we want to do is to uh, help you identify it and even bring some humor to this because Look, we all do this. We all have it. No one is perfect like a robotic machine 24-7. We can only be as strong as we train ourselves to be. 
So literally, we can only be as strong as we train ourselves to be, which I think is very important in the aspect of everything about business, about personal growth, about mindset, about because all of these work together. If you have a business that's great and you have a crappy life, um, then it's going to reflect in your business, right, at some point. Exactly. If you have a great life and you don't have a good business, um, you know, if your life is strong and, you know, you've got everything working smoothly and you're organized and structured, it will fall over or move over into your business side. So it's, it's very, it's, this, is, this is good stuff. So, okay, so let's hit it. Yeah. So Oops, I think on. that the... <laughs> The first distraction kind of that keeps you really in debt is ignoring the back end of your business, which is the money part, the financial part, you know, not knowing your numbers, not analyzing the income that's coming in or what you're spending your money on, not even knowing how much money you're spending most of the time. Um, These things are a huge distraction that keep you in debt. And what I have found is that if you look inside somebody's business and you see that they don't have any type of processes or systems in place that are tracking the finances, every single time that person will have credit card debt. I'm not talking about using a credit card and paying it off every month. I'm talking about being in debt, owing money continuously. Isn't that interesting? Well, it is. And this is, again, how we are reflections of our work life, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because because it's who we are. We have to change exactly. who we are in order to, to solve the problem. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I want to kind of give an example of this because I actually have a client who had um, a good amount of debt, I would say something like uh, $80,000 worth of debt. And that client has businesses, has two different businesses. And the businesses were doing okay, but they weren't doing great, right? They were, when I say they were doing okay, they were getting by, they were paying the bills, but they weren't really producing a lot of, you know, profit. So, one of the things that we did was we started to take a look at the debt. Now, the debt was personal, and the debt was not a part of the business. It was not inside of the business. In fact, I didn't even know that this client had all this debt until one day he came to me and said to me, Bonnie, you know what? I've, you know, like we've been working and doing so good with everything on the business. I need some personal help, you know, and that personal help was, you know, I have all this debt, and no matter what I do, it's not going away, you know, and I just don't know how to pay it down. So we had to work out a plan, a debt plan, so that basically she had a plan in place. He knew it was a couple, so he and she both knew every single thing that had to be paid, when it had to be paid, how much, And basically every single credit card had, you know, so we had a plan that I created for that person to now start utilizing to start paying down debt. And within about four to six months, there was about um, a quarter of the debt that was paid down, 20, you know, so 25%, which is pretty, which is a pretty good amount of money 
if you think about $80,000 in two to three months, that's pretty substantial because that's just debt she's paying down. That does not include anything else that she's paying for or he's paying for in daily right. living, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, so what, and, and guess what ended up happening after that? As soon as right. that person started paying down the debt, all of a sudden, the income, the revenue in the businesses started increasing. And the expenses were not increasing, so the profits started increasing. So by taking a positive financial action and starting to become more money aware, this person was able to end up making more money in their business because their focus became money. Right, Because what ends up happening is we get distracted by all these other things and we don't focus on what we really need to be focusing on. So we don't make the money we need, right? Right, that's right. That's right. So how did it change? So her bit, her, the personal life was messed up, but the business life was running smooth, totally. Or were there just, it was, was there it was, stuff seeping it in was there? Ma- it was not making a lot of money, but it was getting by. But what mm-hmm. ended up happening is once the focus became about money and, you know, not spending so much, what ended up happening is she ended up spending less in her business, too, because she was focused yeah. on money. Mindset. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, so her mindset became different, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she became aware. Her mindset right. became different. So she started operating not only in her personal life different, but her business life. This is what we're talking about when we always say to people, you know, on air or clients, that when you're building your business or your personal life, you do it together. Literally meaning you can't be one way in your business and another way in your personal life because they just cannot be separated. It's really hard to be very savvy and, you know, you just pointed out, very savvy with our money and business and very business smart when we're not doing it in our personal life. Right. Right. Very, exactly. very, very good example. Do you have another example for, for that? Because, I mean, that was beautiful, but you have so many people that you've worked with over the years with money that, um, and I was just wondering if there was another Well, example. I have, I mean, I have a, I have a ton of examples that I could give, but, um, it's very interesting because what I've found most of the time is that when, pe- when people start understanding the finances in their business, here's, this, is the, this is the big turnaround. This is the difference that, every, that all of this makes. So when you're running your business blindly, right, you know, mm-hmm. money comes in, money goes out, you're spending it, you're, but you don't really, you're not, don't really have an awareness of exactly what it's going to, how much you're spending on what, what you're making your money from, as soon as you start to focus on two things, what's making me money and, and where am I spending my money? When you focus on those two things, when you focus on what's making you money, then you find out in your business the number one thing that's making you money. So that leads you to know that that is the thing that you need more of. So what do you need to do to get more of that thing? So more sales of that thing. What do you need to do more of? Do you need to advertise? Do you need to 
um, do a webinar? Do you need to how do you, like how do you get more clients to buy that thing, whatever it is, that product or service that you're selling? Do you need to get it out there more? Do you need to um, you know do you need to talk about it? Do you need to mm-hmm. do video about it? What do you need to do to get the focus? on selling that thing that seems to be the thing that's making you the most money. Because I think what ends up happening is we get very diverted, you know, and so we get great ideas. I mean, I know I have a million of them. You probably have more than a million of them, Mia. And there's only a certain number of them that are going to actually come to fruition. And if we don't focus on those things, then they end up not coming into fruition. So, I'm going to give you a huge example of ignoring the financial end of your business and not knowing the numbers and how it can really affect your business in a really bad way if you don't, okay? okay. And I'm going to take this experience from myself, okay? So um, in several years ago, I started a company called Flirt's Chocolate, and the idea was I was going to be making a sexual enhancement chocolate for women. And at the time, I, had, I started out with $250,000. And I thought, oh, this is so much money. Like, I'm never going to go through this money. So, you know, even though I had my financial business and I knew all the right things to do, I chose not to do a plan for that business. And I just started spending the money. You know, I was building a website. Well, first I was getting the product together. So, but then while I was getting the product together, you know, which costs money, I was building, having a website built. The first website that I had built was in 2000 and I want to say, I think 2005. And Mm -hmm. I spent $15,000 on a website that that today would cost me $500. And I'm not Mm -hmm. kidding. And it's Mm -hmm. because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Right. And because I had all this money, I wasn't concerned because I just thought, oh, well, it's just part of doing business. I didn't I didn't know anything about doing business online. I had never had an online business before. I had no coach, no guide. I was just running amok, doing what I thought I should be doing because I was going to sell these chocolates online. Right. Right. Spending a fortune, I had a, I had a, an assistant that was in my office. You know, basically, I was doing everything but what I should have been doing, which was pre-selling the product before I even had it made. That's what I should have been mm-hmm. doing because I could have been selling that product for in three months. You know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. But that's the only thing I wasn't doing. So I was ignoring the money that I was spending there was no money coming in, so it wasn't even about looking at the income. But the bottom line was a year and a half to two years later, the money was gone and the product was no further along. Mm-hmm. How frustrating is that? $250,000, right? No further along. You know, it was an okay product. It wasn't a great product, but it wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be, but it was as close, I guess, as I was going to get it because I had spent all my money, and mm-hmm. that was not good. And guess what ended up happening to that business quickly? What happened? It went away. It went under. Mm-hmm. Somebody attacked the business before it even got off the ground, and I ended up losing the whole business and the money. So mm-hmm. it really is important 
to not ignore the financial part of your business, especially if you're starting a business or your business is growing. I mean, you know, hopefully your business is not stagnant, staying the same all the time. Hopefully it is growing because you're doing stuff to grow it. If you're not, then something might be wrong or you might be missing something. Like if you're doing stuff to grow it and it's not growing, then whatever you're doing is ineffective and you need to rethink how you're spending that money. So basically what this comes down to at the end of it all is if you do not understand where you're spending your money in your business, you don't even know what's effective and what's not effective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, And we have some other things that are, you know, that leads us right into that. And that would be like, as you said, you don't, if you don't know what you're spending your money on, you don't know what's mm-hmm. happening. So let's talk about busy work because right. sure you were doing all this stuff to create this business. And, um, but then you realize that there was like a huge corner of the whole business that you neglected, you know, because you didn't know, you simply didn't know. And those blind spots are so powerful within our business because we don't know what we don't know until we know it. And so how do you do that? Well, the, the busy work is one of them. So when I first well, Wait, wait, wait. In, first we need to define. I think it's important to define because if you're saying that busy work is a distraction that keeps you in debt, we need to define what busy work is because well, that's what I was not everybody to. knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I was hopping in on. Oh, okay, so, I'm sorry. Um, that's okay. So as Bonnie was saying, she was doing all this stuff that she felt that was going and moving her business. We, a lot of people, I know my very first experience when I was uh, in, in this business, the other businesses didn't have as much um, busy work being done, my companies, but this one, the, the online coaching business, seemed to do it. Why? I think... The first most important thing is not having the awareness of everything that you need, the, like the setup. People don't understand that they have to have the proper uh, licensing. They have to have um, a schedule to get things productively done. You have to look at where you want to. First, you have to look at your end result and then start at the beginning. And you have to literally write things out and have a schedule each and every day. There were... I don't know, I think maybe the first year and a half, two years, were my slow, slowest, obvious, in, in my business because I was doing a lot of busy work. I didn't really have people coming through the door to put back, you know, to put down the almighty dollar, and I was spending money. So you have to look at things um, and not be afraid. There, there are other things that go along with busy work that you and I spoke of when we were creating this show that... Um, you know, that will support it. And and we can get into those in a minute, but anything that you're, um, that you're doing that really isn't working and in an immediate sense to grow your business is busy work. So what what does that look like? Or maintaining your business because you do need to maintain your business. Exactly. Um, it looks like, um, shuffling your schedule around, uh, your paperwork, organizing your office repeatedly, going out to lunch and coffee too many times a day, you know, bring that stuff in. Mm -hmm. If you put yourself in front of your desk, if you know that you are the type of person that gets distracted, whether you have ADD, ADHD, or you just plain don't know how to start your business, 
you have to organize your time on a schedule where you have time, your butt in your chair or your butt on the phone, you know, talking with people. And then you also have to have your break time because your break times can become officially a lot longer when you're doing your busy work than they, than they should be. So you're wasting time. So part of it is your time management and what are the most important things. It's important to get clients. It's important to have everything set up and ready to go. This is if you're newly starting or if you feel like you're changing your products around. Would you agree with that, Bonnie? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. for sure. And and so it, and and then we want to talk about the other things that that push us into the busy work, you know, the ones that we wrote down, Bonnie, to talk about, um, that push us into our busy work because, and we're just going to talk, you know, go into details on this stuff, but one of them is, is the fear of success, literally. It's about how we sabotage ourselves and we keep, you know, which keeps us from making money. The fear that I had when I was, uh, newly single. I had left my husband, you know, I had uh, children that were in their teens and um, I would go to the office and I would start to work and, and I didn't, I knew what I wanted to create, but I really didn't know all the ways in which to get it. And where I first started from, I had just come, you know, we all know that yes, I've had businesses and all that and that I've started 15 or, or plus, but I came out of being, having an illness that was so bad that kept me, um, kept me housebound for a while. I did run a business out of my house. Um, not out of my house, but it was a medical supply company, so it was an online business. Anyways, the point is, is that there's fear that can be so strong that it rattles you all the way down to your toes. It literally rattles your entire body down to your toes. There were days that I just sat there and said, what the F am I supposed to do? Okay, so that was pretty blunt and pretty forward. I can't believe I said that on air, but it's true. I mean, it's, it's literally the, um, that fear had me so strong that I couldn't move. And then I had to talk myself down out of it. And, and I don't have, at that time, I didn't have the mindset and focus skills that I have today. I didn't have the clarity of how to control my fears that I do today. So I'm going to bring you know, Bonnie and I are going to talk about this, but what my suggestions are about removing fear, we always talk about the mindset. The mindset is so valuable because it shifts us from one place to another. Um, and, and I also encourage anyone who is facing these fears to literally find someone to talk to. There are, there are um, groups that support groups for business. I'm sure that are out there that you can talk to people, find a coach, Find a group that you can talk to, even on Facebook, your social media. Um, look at what is frightening you. Look into fear and how to reverse it. Begin to read books that support you. Think and grow rich. Um, there's, I'm sure there's ones uh, not with the title of Strong Mindset, but there, there are so many books that can support you that would, that would teach you the way. Or get yourself a coach. The best and fastest way is get a reputable person that you have heard, watched, or seen transformation from. And I don't mean in just one sitting. You know, we all go to these events where, or these meetings where we see somebody speaking on stage and we're thrilled about them, simply thrilled. And before you sign up for them, make sure that you have a conversation with them or make sure that you 
uh, look at their videos on YouTube or see where they're coming from, check out their marketing. You want to have the person that fits you the best that can solve your needs. This is why we created business and find and sorry, business and money mentors because it was about supporting people in the areas that no one is supporting people. Most coaches have niches and most business are niche businesses instead of overall. So learning to, um, to, to locate these things, you guys have the resources of the internet. This is why I say double check your facts because not everybody is the, is the perfect person. So do your due diligence in order to discover what best supports you and the person that you want to guide you. I've talked before on this show about um, my first coaches. My first mentor was amazing. In fact, we're hoping to have her on um, in July. And so the strength and love that she brought was great, but it wasn't an overall of everything I needed. So what did I do? I had to go out and I had to seek other coaches that supported that. And when I came across one coach who I, I really wanted the male energy and simply because I thought that I needed it, um, I had been working with, uh, or my boyfriend had been working with me in my business, and, and that's when I started to really move forward in the early years because I had that uh, person to bounce ideas off. So it's sort of like a, um, a mastermind-type conversations all the time, and they're, they're very important. And so when I, when I hired this male coach after um, I stopped working with that, my boyfriend, um, what I found was I wanted, so I wanted the energy that I thought that could produce or, or move me forward. But really I wasn't looking at all the aspects of this person because what I found out was the person never read any of my writings. And at the time I also um, was doing poetry and writings and things like that. Never looked at any of my writings, never did that kind of stuff. And I kept saying to him, well, how am I going to how am I going to get out this next book of mine if you're not even reading my stuff? So I did get rid of him. I fired him several months in legitimately. Um, but be aware of you know your story. We're all creating our own history individually, and so be aware of what you're creating in your history, in your business history, in your life history, because we know that business and life both go hand in hand. The days are long gone when you can say that, um, you know, I, I need to cough here, that I'm a business person enough to, hold on. It literally is about bringing in everything in your life. You can't just be one or another or nothing is balanced. You see these, these uh, you know, the, the symbol for people probably just leaving the, um, the baby boomer stage and going into the Gen X era is about looking at what we grew up with or what our parents were living, right? So we always, when we're raising our families or when we're growing up, we're living within looking back on a generation or two before us because, you know, that's what we see. And people in the 60s and even the 50s that were coming through on TV, those men would get dressed up and they'd go off out of the house to work and and then they'd be gone, and then they'd come home and eat and have dinner and sit down in the living room, and they almost were like robots. They never showed the way that families integrate together. So what seemed to happen in the 50s and 60s was there was no integration 
with, with the male counterpart into the family. We know today that we want all of that. So think about everything in your life. This is why your life moves into your business. They all move together. You are not just one and not the other. I cannot be a ballerina without being, which I'm, I'm not, <laughs> but I'm just saying, I cannot be a ballerina without understanding the full dynamics of what that world is like and integrating it so it fits into my, to my life now. Same with an artist, same with a musician, same with anyone, an attorney, um, a business coach like us, somebody who has glass windows that they install in homes, a, you know, a contractor, a dressmaker. You have to really understand and really bring it in. We are such a big world, but also very small due to the Internet. So we're living in a new, t- in a new age, literally in a new age. And even getting back to the distractions that keep us in debt, if we're not fully in focus in how we're living our our life overall joined together, then we are that is a form of a distraction as well. So because like Bonnie said, the back end, the money, we're not paying attention to the different elements, the nuances and and as I brought up since this is a business and money um, show, it's literally about building everything together and understanding. One of the first things, and this is due to my other business, the spiritual love business that I do, is it's about really just relaxing into who you are. What, what you're creating, we beat ourselves up so much that it doesn't allow us to, you know, this is how we get out of fear, is we stop beating ourselves up for the little tiny things that we're doing. So you wasted a day on your distractions. Okay, let it go. The next day, you're going to be organized. You're going to create that, that written-out structure, perhaps even the night before. This is where I left off. This is what we need to get done. And as you take each step and move step, you know, move yourself forward, remember, this is about progressing and supporting others. It's not just about you. If you're thinking that your business is just about you and making money, you're wrong because we, we move through with people. People will see that and they won't want to have business with you. So Bonnie, let's talk about more elements of the fear and how sabotage, you know, how the fear literally sabotages our subconscious. Well, a lot of times what ends up happening is if we have fear, we also have stink what I call stinky thinking, <laughs> which is yeah. which is kind of like, you know, Thinking low things about ourselves, like what are the internal thoughts that go through your head about yourself? Like I hear people say to themselves all the time, and they say it out loud, oh, my God, I'm so stupid, or I can't believe I did that. Like what is wrong with me? I mean, look at these messages that we're saying to ourselves, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Bad girl, bad boy. You know, like we are demeaning and beating ourselves up. And, you know, and that comes with just even, you know, sometimes it could be the stupidest thing. But the reality is, is that we really do need to change our thoughts and our messages and what we say. So what we think, you know, and what we say, we need to change those things and turn those into positive examples. So, like, for instance, instead of, oh, my God, I'm such an idiot, I forgot, you know, it, it's like, oh, I forgot that. You know what? I'm going to pick it up and we'll get it taken care of, you know, immediately or I'll get it taken care mm-hmm. of by tomorrow. You know, acknowledging that you forgot is one thing. Beating yourself up about it is another. So we 
can acknowledge something that may be, you know, something that we forgot or something that didn't happen or, you know, something that we didn't maybe do as well as we could have. But mm-hmm. instead of beating ourselves up about it, when we find that thing, whatever that thing is, we can turn that around and give ourselves an empowering inspiration to either do it better or do it right or do it soon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you can pick yourself up and choose to do it and make it a fun thing to do, or you can bitch about it and stress about it and let it take you down and never end up getting it done. So I think it's about how we think about the things, how we feel about them, and then how we take action on things that really makes a huge difference on overcoming fears and walking through fears too. You know, because Mm -hmm. fears can physically stop you physically. So, you know, one of the things that we didn't really say here is, you know, people, when they think of fear of success, they always think of it as a mental thing. Like I'm afraid, like in my head, right? But I've had situations where fear of success has made my body shake to the point where I could not even walk for 15 hours. I was crawling on the floor to get to the bathroom because I was so afraid to take that next step that my body was like literally fighting me every step of the way because it was afraid because it was a new place. We hadn't been there before. You know what I mean? Like, so I was Mm -hmm. stepping out into something new and every time you step out into something new, you're stepping into the unknown. And every time you step into the unknown, the possibility of fear can easily set in because, you know, when we don't know what we're going through or what we're going to be hitting or what we're going to be dealing with, that can be create a lot of stress and it can feel very scary. Mm-hmm. But all it of that does. comes from not trusting also. Because it if does. you really do trust, right, then even though you're scared, you know that nothing bad is going to happen to you. If you really truly trust and so that you know that you're just going to take a chance and walk through it and see what happens. And it doesn't well, mean you know, that it's easy, but you just right. do it. So much of the time we just have to do this visual, get quiet, breathe. So here's some, some ways to move through that, everyone. Just yeah. get quiet. If you don't meditate, it's okay. This is a simple form of relaxation. So sit down, relax and breathe, and just start to breathe in and out. We've we've talked before about breathing exercises. I did them on here um, a couple weeks back. I don't have the exact um, show, but it's it's a four, 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 and four. So So you breathe in four counts. One, two, three, four. Then you hold it for four counts. One, two, three, four. And you exhale slowly for four counts. One, two, three, four. And guess what? You still have air in you, so you hold it for four counts. One, two, three, four. And you start the process over again, and you breathe in. And when you do this, it's it's not only expanding your lungs and pushing the oxygen through you, you become incredibly, and as a result, you become incredibly calm. 
the oxygen starts flowing directly to your brain, which calms you even more, and you can think clearly. So as you mm. just relax into this, you can then do the next step, which can be meditational, or you can call it whatever you want, because some people in this world, and, and I know because the way I was raised, even though I was raised metaphysical, um, we didn't per se do uh, meditation, okay? And so when I came into this other side of the world where I do meditation on the same spiritual level, it, my world changed and is different. So I understand that there's fears around all of these words and everything that's going on. It could be new to people, and that's okay. What I'd like to say before we go on with the talk on this is just be open to it. And if it doesn't feel right, okay, but have you ever tried something just because it might work and it might benefit you? Just examine that idea. Have you ever tried anything or something because it might be the ticket that pays off for you? If the answer is yes, then great. Then try this process and just relax into it. So as you're quiet and thinking, you're doing this visionary work of getting to the next level, what it actually looks like and feels like. You're having a, a kind of a conversation with you in your brain. This may be the first time that you're connecting on a conscious level this way. And as you flow through, and I'm saying flow because your mind is moving, right? It's, it can You can call it a, it's playing a movie or you're reading a book or you're creating it, but your mind is going through what the words are saying. So as you take yourself into what your life looks, getting up off the floor, getting out of the fear that you're currently in, um, sitting in that chair comfortably, feeling into what it would be like to be more successful on that up-leveled area, and really deeply just feel it. If you can see lights coming in, like sun rays, that could be that, that form of transformation for you. If you can see yourself... <clears throat> You know, going to the bank and depositing a $100,000 check, do that too. If you have to create, because everyone is different, we all have different ways. If you have to create what your life could look like in that next level, start instead of with your house and your car, start with you. It all starts with you. What does it feel like to have more money and to be calmer that way? What does it feel like to be able to have more ability to communicate and bring your clients different things? What does it feel like to be able to bring in someone else that can serve your purpose, not just you serving somebody else's, but what if you found someone that could actually teach you how to do something and save you money and time and stress? All of these are elements of up-leveling who you are as an individual and up-leveling your business. So as you move through this Space in quietness and seeing yourself grow to a new level, it's feel into it. How does it feel? Can you feel it with the senses on your skin, in your hands? And remember, your, your eyes are closed. You're doing this work by yourself. Nobody's watching you, seeing you or anything. How would, it, how would your life look to you? What would you be hearing in your life? Would you hear more music? Would you hear more laughter? Would you hear more joy? What would you be tasting, literally? Would this success taste so sweet? Would it be savory? You know, what, it, what are you into that you can attune your new experience with? And what would it smell like? So we've gone over all the senses. Now, we go over the senses because in any business, we want to have people have a type of a sensory 
So when they come to us, say they come to Mia for uh, business mentoring, they can actually see what I would be like because you guys hear me here or you go to the website and you see that it looks like, oh, this is, this is what they'd be teaching. So you understand when they go to Bonnie's stuff, they see that Bonnie does X, Y, and Z and that they can feel what that's like. When you go to Bob Burns, say he's your uh, graphic artist. Who knows? We're just giving somebody a name. You can actually <laughs> see, oh, this graphic artist has, you know, the ability to to make my stuff pop, to make my images, to bring my marketing up, to make my advertising sell. These are things that we have to examine ourselves before we can actually think. These are visionary stuff. Each and every human is a visionary. Each and every human is just as fabulous as the greatest person you know. If you think that uh, Richard uh, is a Brinson from Virgin America or Virgin Atlantic and um, Steve Jobs from, you know, Apple and, uh, and Bill Gates, you know, these people had to have visionary. Let's talk about people in theater. Uh, George Lucas, you know, Star Wars. He had to have these visionary thoughts in order to create this. Do you think that one day he just started writing without thinking? No. We have to use our mind in order to create magic for us. Literally, our mind is our magic. And with the out- allowing yourself to expand into what you want and how to create something better, you're not going to know. So as you create your business, as you create your life, you're going to allow less than what you normally would. So when these up-leveling moments come, they're going to immobilize you. They're going to freeze you, and they're going to make you feel panic. So again, with this type of feeling or any kind of creation feeling, just relax into it. Breathe, sit, contemplate, think. You deserve this. This is something that's very powerful. Every successful individual has a healthy mindset and it starts with time to think that is the number one most important value for anybody is taking the time that you need to think about what is to come next and how to step into that place we live in a fast-paced world with tv radio and all these great things that they're there to support us but they're not there to control us so you take control of your wheels you know, the wheel of your car and, and create something different. Mm-hmm. So that's how Absolutely. I would, I would help somebody get through that fear level of up leveling. And you and I even passed, you know, when you had that years ago, that, you know, not being able to move on the floor and feeling, you know, uh, frozen, that was really a very strong feeling for you and a very strong. Oh my God. Uh, yeah tale that you shared. You know, I remember sitting in my office shaking. So here's my little quick story about that. I um, I had a very dysfunctional childhood, so that's all I'm going to say about that. But it took me my entire life to grow who I was and to get me where I was. I've had many businesses because, you know, okay, I'm a fast person. My mind works quickly. I can move very fast on the fly. So when I was 18, graduated high school, 17, I got married. I started nursing school. I also opened or started a um, a food company with my husband. From there, I also included on that a pet store that I bought into. And then I sold some of that stuff and we moved away and life got quiet. And then I came back to Los Angeles and life got busy again. So when I left him in that situation, I 
had been in a wheelchair for about seven years from a car accident. I had to get out of the wheelchair, build my strength, create my new life. You know, I dance in high heels. I move around. I'm not in a wheelchair. Life is fabulous. But my point is, is I had to take the time for me. And when I was in my office, in my home office at the time, creating my coaching business, I was frozen at times. I would sit there and shake and say, am I ever going to make it? Am I going to be homeless? Am I going to be, you know, starving? Because my husband has hidden our money. He has closed our accounts, you know. So hey, look, can I we didn't stop know. right there for a to, second? Yeah, I was just going to say we have to get past that stuff and move forward. Go. Right, because so I, I just want, I want to bring up, that what that thinking was like listen to what Mia was saying you know like she was basically she had the thoughts and the feelings that she was going to go broke that she had to do something to get out of where she was but look what her fears were she was going to go broke that was her fear Mm -hmm. that kept coming up for her that she was going to go broke and that's a big thing that's fear of success Mm -hmm. right there plain and simple fear of success. So instead of thinking that we're going to be successful, we fear that we're going to, that we're going to not be successful, that we're going to actually go broke. Right. So when we step into a different frame and I want to ask you what yours was, mine was, how can I service these people that I desire to service? How can I give to them change just one life? When I stepped in saying, if I change one life today, or this week, I've done my job. And so when I went with that space of being able to change one life, help another person, you know, because I was Mm -hmm. a coach, I'm a coach, Mm -hmm. everything opened up and changed. So when you were on the floor for those 15 hours, my sweet Mm -hmm. friend, oh my God, how did you get out of it? So first of all, the good news was I had just come back from my mindset coach, from working with my mindset coach for three days, like about 10 days before, okay, 10 days before. So I knew that what I was hitting was a terror barrier. It was like Mm -hmm. a huge fear blockage that was going to try and stop me. And I knew that no matter what, whatever terror came my way, I had to overcome it, that Stopping was not an option because I knew that if I stopped, it would beat me. So I had to make sure that I was not, you know, that I was not defeating myself. So my mission was no matter what, I was going to keep forging ahead. I was going to keep going ahead no matter what. I was, the task was that I was going to get through this no matter what, no matter how scared I was. And what had happened that provoked all this was that my business partner that I was in business with, and I wanted, we had a product together, and I wanted her to fix the product because there was a problem with the product. And she didn't, she kept putting off fixing the product. And at the end of the day, she basically said to me, I'm not fixing this product. Either take the product as is, I don't want to be in business anymore. So here's three options for you. You can either take the business as is and run with it. You can't, and you would buy the product from me, paying triple what you've been paying. So the product would not be fixed, and I would be paying three times more than I had been paying for the product. Or I could uh, close the business, 
or I could go have the product made again, which she knew that I didn't have money to do at the time because mm-hmm. I had already spent $150,000 on this product as mm-hmm. it was. So basically, I had a decision to make. And what was so scary to me was this was the beginning of 2014. Um, my mom had just died three months before. And I had been working on this business since 2000 and basically since the predecessor to it of 2005 and had a mission and felt like everything that I had done, you know, both businesses, everything else was just going to completely go down the tubes, like in a heartbeat, like gone. And this was something that I loved. This was something I really believed in. So I had to make the decision what if I was going to keep at it on my own without my business partner, who was the formulator at the time, or mm-hmm. if I was going to just, you know, work with somebody else and start all over again. So at the end of it, it, it was very interesting because I got through the 15 hours and you know, and at the end of it, I was kind of exhausted, to be honest with you, because you have to understand, my body was like hyperventilating, I was shaking, I, I looked like I had Parkinson's disease. So, you know, anybody who knows what that looks like, it's like, that's why I couldn't walk, you know, to mm-hmm. get to the bathroom, literally. So when you get like that, it was very interesting, because my head went to this place like, you know, you kind of... It, it's almost interesting. It's almost like I went through like a life review on whether or not, but instead of going through a life review, I went through the business review of, you know, my starting of this business, getting to where it was at that point. And once I knew where that was, I decided that I loved my business so much that I was going to get through this, even though I had no money and I didn't know how, but Mm -hmm. I was committed And that's what I knew. I was committed. And as soon as I made that commitment to myself, all the fear went away. I just had to decide. And all of that, all of that stress and all of that shaking and all of that stuff forced me to make a decision. And that's really what happens is that you have to make a decision. And until you make a decision, you're going to be flailing around and, and it's and your fear will control you until you decide that it can't anymore. Mm-hmm. It's very powerful stuff. <clears throat> very powerful stuff. Now, <clears throat> yours, your fear on the floor was was pretty dramatic, right? Not yeah. everybody does that. Um, but you know, the floor, the bed, whatever. It's the same thing. It's fear. Literally, fear is fear. It's it's the unknown. Literally, it's the unknown. And when we make it known or take the energy out of it is when we can face things and move forward without the fear. You know, the first most important thing when I teach understanding fear, and that's on the spiritual love work that I do, it it is, and so we're bringing it in here, yay. So it's literally about understanding that fear. Is it going to kill you? You start with the first one, you know, the most severe, is it going to kill you? What you're doing right now or not doing, is it going to kill you what you want to do? That's immobilizing you. And you work backwards on that. <clears throat> what happens is you begin to see the unreality. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to leave you homeless right now. It's not going to this. It's not going to that. 
you see the, the absurdity, the unreality, that it's not going to affect you in the ways in which our fear. We're a fight-and-flight culture. Well, this planet is. And so we have this within us from, you know, being passed down storytelling-wise, energetically, DNA-wise. So get to what it is making you fearful. And you can see that when it's not, you can see the unreality of it. You can move through it and create something different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's Absolutely. what you and that's what you did. I mean yours was very, very severe. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. that was really was good intense. work. I mean yeah. I mean I, I never was on the floor. I was on the you know, who knows? I, I could have if my childhood had been different, maybe I would have been on the floor shaking, you know. But um I you know, I remember those days working and saying, you know, I'm, I just, I, I can't move. I can't move. I don't know what to do. And then I knew that one day it would be different. Well, that one day became, you know, a lot sooner because I worked through it, just like how you worked through yours. And, you know, fear and all this stuff, it, it messes with our body. It messes with our mind. So get a get control of it and become the master of it so that it, it cannot control you. That's the difference between someone who, uh, has changed their life, their work experience, their business, whatever it's because they're not afraid of the fear. True. Now, I think that what we do need to say about this also is this is a practice. You do not, like, go through something like this one time and it's over. Okay, and I'm going to say this right. because this is the honest truth. You know, dealing with fear, fear comes up all the time. The question is how you deal with it. And the thing is, is that every time you move to a new level, there's a level of fear that shows up. I've, I've heard even like famous coaches and famous actors and actresses talking about how every time they go on stage, they have stage fright, even mm -hmm. though they've done it a million times, even though this is the second nature to them, even though this is their business, it does not matter. The truth is, is that every time you up-level, you move into a new dimension of some sort, whether, you know, maybe you take on, if somebody's taking on a new acting role, it's a different type of role than what they took on before. It can be scary because they don't know if they're going to do it as well. You know, mm -hmm. so fear comes in all the time. And I think what's important for people to understand is the sooner that you deal with it immediately in the moment, the quicker it will release and the better off you are. The longer that you sit and stay in the fear, the more it controls more of your life. And what that lesson, that was a huge lesson for me. And what I realized is that fear has, had been stopping me my whole life because I never even got close to a point like that. So in my own life, I was able to literally stop, shut things down quickly so that I didn't experience fear a lot when I was young. And that didn't that's really right. serve me well because I wasn't dealing with well, it. Well, right. But your whole, how you got through it was simply amazing. And if anybody is in that same situation, just use the tips that we've um, given you on, on getting out of fear. So, Bonnie, we're, we've come to an end of our show. Isn't that great? Oh, my goodness. Already? It goes, it goes by so fast, yes. <laughs> so we want to thank you all for joining us. We know that there's many places that you can come, but we love to have you here at Business and Money Mentors. Have a great week.